If all but help me for a little while this morning, I want to preach on the thought of Enoch, a living legend. Now, you could say a lot of things about Enoch, but you wouldn't find much written in the Bible about Enoch. He's written three times. I want you to write these down. Genesis in chapter number five, we find Enoch mentioned in verse 21 through verse 24. If you were to study over there in Hebrews and the hall of fame of the faithful, Enoch is mentioned there. He's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number five. If you were to study to the vestibule of the end times, the book of Jude, right there before Revelation, and you were to study that book of Jude that I believe is given for us to realize. I mean, at the end times, we need the book of Jude. And when it was, it came to the place at the end times that we needed to have the truth hammered in our heart, compacted in one chapter, in one small book of the book of Jude, some warnings, some wooing, say man, some truth about the book of Jude that we need to grab hold of in 2014 and one of those times, one of those verses and, and then precede and following after that in the book of Jude in 14 you find uh, Enoch mentioned uh, he had the main text that mentioned him but he's listed in Texas in the book of Luke in chapter 3 in Chronicle. He's alluded to in Revelations chapter number 11. I believe he is one of those olive Trees, I believe in Zechariah chapter four and verse 14 and in Revelation chapter 11 and verse number four, I believe he is one of those witnesses that come back, amen, in the end time and, and thank God he's alluded to, but his name is only specifically mentioned three times in the Bible. It does not mention all of his failures. It does not mention all of his faults. The Bible says that he lives 65 years and it tells us he never walked with God in 65 years. It was not until his 65 year that he began to walk with God. It does not tell us all of his failures in the first 65 years of his life. The preeminent thing about Enoch that the Holy Ghost seen fit to write down as a epitaph on his tombstone, as a memorabilia of what Enoch's life meant to God recorded and thank God forever planted in the Bible when heaven and earth shall pass away the Bible shall still be there and the record of Enoch that we all can know about it's not his failures it's not his faults it's, he was a man subject to like passion as you and me we know that he failed God we know he was in flesh but what we know about Enoch the preeminent trait about Enoch is that he walked with God and friend can I say, get pick up your head. Quit hanging down your hand. My Lord, my brother and sister, I'm telling you right now, what do you want to be remembered by? What the folks you want people to remember? Would you not want them to know that old Johnny Duncan won't with God? May what we want to be remembered by so overpower all of our faults and failures that what they'll remember when they hear our name is that we walk with God. Oh, help us today. We need to walk with God. Now, if you look in Genesis 5, 
It's an odd chapter. It starts out in Genesis 5. Amen. The generation of Adam. If I, Lord willing, I might, Lord, help me. I want to get back later and preach a little while on two other characters that are found listed in the same context when Enoch's mentioned. When you find Enoch mentioned in Genesis 5, Abel's in chapter 4, and Noah's in chapter 6. When you find Enoch listed in chapter 5, or verse 5 of chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, in verse 4, Abel's there. And in verse 7, Noah's there. God's trying to get our attention. You say, well, what's verse six in, in uh, chapter 11? Well, that's the key to what Abel did and what Enoch did, amen, hallelujah, and what Noah did and what you and me need to do. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six. amen, and he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, not just here and there, not just Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, amen, but diligently, consistently, continuously, hey, through the hard times and the good times, sun shining and raining, thank God, valleys and the mountains, hallelujah, diligently seek after. Oh, God, help us today. It takes faith, my friend. If you look in Genesis chapter number five, we find out about this second man, Enoch, and how he walked with God. Hebrews tells us he walked with God by faith. Let me just read it to you. Hebrews chapter number 11, this is what it said in verse uh, number five. By faith, Enoch was translated that he uh, should not see death and was not found. Woo, I'd like to get there today. Somebody must have went looking for him because they did not find him, amen. Amen, he was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. The next verse says, without faith it's impossible to please God. Hey, Abel, thank God, tells us a little something about worship. He offered that sacrifice by faith. And thank God we learn as a Christian we ought to worship. And you study Enoch and you learn as a Christian we ought to walk with God. And you study Noah and we learn as a Christian we ought to work for God. Oh, today we ought to worship God and walk with God. Amen. And we walk by what, church? By faith and not by sight. If we're going to please God in our walk, we've got to do it by faith. If we're going to please God in our worship, we're going to have to do it by faith. Do you think Abel offered that sacrifice? Do you actually believe that Abel offered that sacrifice because he went to a good, independent, fundamental Bible-believing church where there's a thousand people offering up the same kind of sacrifice? Or did he just do it by faith? Do you think Abel said, Abel didn't feel worthy to offer it, but he offered it because he he knew that's the only way to worship God. He had been told that, no doubt, by Adam and Eve. He had been
been trained in that truth, amen. And God had made that first sacrifice, typifying Christ, the Redeemer that would die as our sacrifice and would put an end to all sacrifices. And Abel, he didn't offer one of those little blinded lambs. The Bible said he offered, thank God, the first of the flock and the fat thereof. He offered that that had made him prosperous. He offered that that he got money and prosperity by. He gave God his best, amen. We can learn a lot from Abel, learn a lot from Noah. We'll learn a lot from Enoch. You think Enoch walked with God because it's popular to walk with God? You think Enoch stayed true to God because it's popular? Don't forget, friend, that Enoch is not too far. Noah and the Bible says every thought and imagination of the hearts, only evil continued. You know the Bible? There's a lot of people walk with God. There's only two in the Bible that's recorded that they walk with God. Has Enoch and his great-grandson Noah. Only one, first preacher in the Bible. First preacher in the Bible, Zenith. First prophet in the Bible, Zenith. Second preacher, Noah. In the word of God, great granddaddy, thank God showed old Noah how to preach the word of God, how to walk with God. Hey, man, Noah didn't cry about how dark the days was, how desperate the days was, how there wasn't nobody getting saved. He preached 120 years without any evidence of rain, without any evidence of judgment, without any evidence of people getting saved. He had the smallest church, only his immediate family got saved, but Noah worked by, by faith for God. Help us to quit griping and start working by faith for the glory of God. Help us to quit griping and saying we can't worship God. Can I say, hey, you ever thought about that word worship? I'm trying to get back to anybody. I gotta get here, it's just me. You know, you ever thought about that word worship? Worthship, worthship. You ever thought about that? Worthship. Don't be surprised when there's a Holy Ghost celebration going on in here and that one beside you don't move. Don't say amen. He just ain't worth much to him. Worthship. Worship's just people worship because he's worth something to them. Whoa! Hey, don't you remember Mary? She came in there with nobody worshiping. Hey, man, but she, you know why she had something to worship? She had seven devils in her, and them seven devils just done took a hike. He might, hey, don't be surprised. He might not be worth as much to you as he is to that person that he brought through cancer, that he brought through a heart attack, that he brought, hey, that he brought out of the sin and the drugs and the dope and the drug. He might not be worth as much. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, if he's worth something to you, you're the worst of God, worth Worship, worship, it'll be worth something to you. Amen, right there. Amen. Is he worth anything to you? If he is, then worship God. Does he desire worship? The Bible said God desires people to worship him. Do you know the Bible said, bless the Lord all my soul? Do you know you can bless the Lord? Flesh, you can, be, you can bless, I know he can bless me, but I can bless the Lord. You know how I can bless the Lord? By just walking in his word, by just working for God, by just worshiping. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. He is the maker, ain't he? He is the master, isn't he? Oh, is he worth something to you? No wonder in heaven they're crying out, worthy is the lamb. They're worshiping him. He's worth something to them. Woo! Oh, worth-ship. We learn something from Abel. Learn something from Noah. And I believe we learned something from a week. You read in Genesis 5, I read verse 20. 
though it might seem out of context, to make sure we were in context in the scripture. The Bible said in Genesis 5, it starts with Adam and begins to name people. Seventh from Adam was Enoch. Seventh generation from Adam, what the Bible says, was Enoch. Now, if you start reading these, everyone before him, let me just read a few. In Bible says, over here in chapter number five, verse eight, Seth lived 912 years and he died. It goes on to say in verse number 11, Enos lived 905 years and he died. It said in verse number 14, and Canaan had a word 910 years and he died. The Bible says, had the next one and he died. The Bible says the next one and he died. That's Jared and he died. But in order, it looked like it ought to say, to keep up with the context of the scripture, it looked like it ought to say that Enoch lived and he lived 365 years and he died. But that ain't what it says. It says that he was not because God took him. Amen. I, I was talking the other day, folks. And that boy, I got to thinking about it on, I believe it was on Wednesday, or it might have been on Sunday when the glory was in here. And I, I was thinking about that astronaut. And I, I've taught people, and I met that lady over there, Miss Peggy, that lady that's a Nazarene. Uh, some of her family worked for NASA, and some of them's astronauts. And I've preached to people that's astronauts, and I, I've preached to them in the military. There's a drill sergeant, and uh, he had the ability to be an officer, but he always wanted to be a drill sergeant so he enlisted and became a drill sergeant then he switched over and God saved him and became a wanted to be a chaplain school instructor and so I was preaching to him and we stood up and one day and introduced herself and he said I, I'm a rocket scientist well we all laughed cause you know anybody said rocket scientist we thought well he's making fun but he looked at us like we were stupid and uh, he said no really I work in, I live in Alabama and work for NASA and I said wow praise God and uh, thank the Lord that old boy loved God. I mean, loved God. I've had a lot of, I knew some, and I knew some people that worked for him. But, but I'm never gonna be no astronaut. I never will be an astronaut, but I will be what Enoch was. Enoch was a was not. Hey man, I don't have a space suit, but I got a gray suit. Y'all remember me saying that the other I don't have a lifeline, but I do got a prayer line. Hey Amen. I'm not talking to mission control, but I am talking to master control. Amen. Thank God. I don't have a spaceship, but I got something better than that. I've got companionship. Amen. How them astronauts back on in the 60s, they thought it's something to walk on the moon while I'm a walking with the sun. Amen. I'm telling you, well, he is a was not. Now, I'll never be an astronaut, but I will be a was not. I am going to be a was not. Enoch walked with God and was not. It does not say Enoch was and then was dead. It does not say he lived and he died. It said that he lived and he walked with God and he was not for God took him. Now I'm interested in that. The only two people in the Bible that I can find, especially during this time period, that the Bible records walk with God was Enoch and Noah. But if you look at Noah, the Bible said he walked with God one time in chapter six and verse nine. In Enoch, it specifies two times. It says that he walked with God in chapter five, verse 22. And I believe he told us that so we pay attention to when his walk began with God. 
And then he told us again down in uh, chapter five and verse 24, and Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. And so he walked with God, amen, started out when his... Woo, 65 years old, and he walked with God the whole time till God took him out of here for 300 years. That's a pretty consistent walk. Can any of us brag about walking with God? Hey, man, for 30 years, much less 300 years. I wanna tell you, he walked with God. It does not mention his figures, his faults does not say that. The Bible said he walked with God. Now, I'm interested. I want to know something about Enoch. If Enoch walked with God for 300 years and he walked with God so much that God one day said, we're closer to my house than your house. Let's go to my house. And he took Enoch out of here. If it's so important, I want to understand what it was for Enoch to walk with God. Now, he was a preacher, a prophet, according to the Bible and book of Jude. And we know that he prophesied. He pre- Look, he named his son his son's name was a prophetic statement. Everything about Enoch from the time his son is born, hey man, it is, it is prophetic. He's preaching his walk. Everything he portrays, hey man, testifies of his walk with God. I want to try my best today to cover just a few and to continue on tonight. This morning, I'd like by the help of God to try my best to talk about the meaning of the walk and the motivation of the walk. If the Lord permits me tonight, I'd like to come back and talk about the maintenance of the walk and the mystery of the walk. I don't know if we'll get a chance to cover them. I don't know if we'll have time to hey, in Sunday morning, Sunday night. I've never thought so much about Enoch in my life. I want Enoch is my living legend. He is one of my heroes. If somebody were to come to you and ask you a trick question on who lived the longest in the Bible, Normally people would say Methuselah and he lived 969 years. I think that just testifies of the long suffering of my Savior. God kept him alive. Every time he started getting the sniffles, people's is worried he is gonna die. Everybody, are y'all with me? Because when he dies, the flood's coming. Hey man, judgment's gonna fall. They done heard it preached. They know it's gonna happen. Enoch had preached it. Enoch had preached about the second coming of Christ before the first coming ever came. Oh, Enoch was a man of God. I wanna know what it means. What does it mean to walk with God? What does it mean? How can you do it? I wanna get in on it. First of all, I wanna say this. You gotta walk with God in harmony. I want you to turn your Bibles to Amos chapter three, verse number three, and let's see what the Bible says about it. Amos chapter three in verse number three. Now, it's an important place in the Bible. I love the book of Amos. I love Amos chapter number three. I preached a message here not long ago. Hey, man, on the love of my shepherd in Amos chapter number three. But I want you to look with me in Amos chapter number three and verse number three. The Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed? There has to be harmony. Can anybody help me today? Hey, am I here? Am I in Landrum Independent Baptist Church? 
Hey, did I take a wrong turn? Are we at Patty's funeral home? I'm pretty sure everybody here's alive today. Mary Ann elbowed Johnny real good. Hey, man, if he gets quiet, hallelujah. I want everybody to pay real good attention. It's more important than your TV series. It's more important than your job or your education at the schoolhouse to see what God's got for us today. I want to walk with God. Let me see a show of hands. Anybody in here interested in walking with God? I want you to lift it if you like. I'm serious. Are you interested in walking with God? Then I'm going to tell you, the man who's walked with God longer than anybody in recorded history, he didn't die. Hey, man, his walk with God was so precious, powerful. It was so particular that God took him before he died. The Bible said he, he did not die. Hebrews 11 signifies that he did not die. He did not die. The Bible says he did not die. He's not dead yet. How do you explain that? Can't do it. How can you explain the virgin birth? Why we want to start down that road? How you explain a man in a whale? How you, why you want to start down that road? How, how does know the Bible says that God took it? Now, these, I'm interested. There has to be a harmony in the walk. I'm talking in the Bible. The Bible said in Amos 3, 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? The dialect, the bottom line is there's questions in Enoch all through the text and the scripture and the chapters that the answer is already known. The idea of that is to provoke thought. When he said, Adam, where art thou? It's not that he didn't know where Adam was. He wanted Adam to see where he was. He wanted to get God, he, God wanted to get Adam's attention. And so can two walk together? The answer's already no. The answer is no. They can't walk together except they be agreed. There has to be harmony. They've got to be headed the same direction. Wouldn't y'all agree? Woo, amen. There has to be a point when they meet. Boy, I'm glad the Bible says, come, them, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. One of us has got to change their mind and it ain't gonna be God. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sin be a scarlet, though you don't deserve to walk with me, though your sin be a scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. There is an invitation to meet him at the intersection and start walking. We've been walking away from God. And since we was born, we walked against God. We walked according to our own self, own flesh. I want to walk with God. If I do that, I've got to meet. There's got to be an intersection where we meet. And I change my, I've got to get in line with him. He ain't going to change. He's forever the same. Thank God he is. I'm glad he ain't changed his mind on his mercy. I'm glad he ain't changed his mind on his truth. I'm glad he ain't changed his mind on his love. I'm glad he said truth and dirt to all generations. I'm glad he said his mercy is everlasting. I'm glad the Bible said he delights in mercy. I'm glad he delights in mercy, not in judgment, not in madness, not in anger. He retaineth not his anger forever, but he does retain his mercy forever and ever and ever. Oh, I'm glad he don't change y'all. And so if there's gonna have to be change, then I want it to be me, because God don't change. I hear people say all the time, and I've made this statement too, you've heard it. I understand what they're saying. I meant, to, I meant the same thing. But, but hear me. When we say, I'm glad God's on my side, I don't like that no more. I like it better said, I'm on his side. If God be for us, he can be against us. I'm glad he's for, but he's for me because he translated me. There was a transport 
and Star Trek didn't have nothing to do with it. There was a transport from darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. We've been called unto the fellowship of his dear son. You're not chosen, I've chosen you. And I've laid my nail scarred, wo- or excuse me, nail wounded hands upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. I've chosen you. I've picked you. I brought you out. I delivered you when you was in the miry pit and nobody could get you. They didn't have a rope long enough to reach you. Amen. But I came where you was and brought you out. Of that. You know why God lets us hit rock bottom? You know why God lets us hit rock bottom sometimes? Just so we know he is a rock on the bottom. Amen. Sometimes God's got to do it, friend. Amen. There's got to be harmony. Look, the Bible says, can two walk together said to be agreed? Absolutely not. We have to come together. There has to be a meeting of the minds. There has to be the same destination. We have to be going the same direction. We have to have the same motivation. Amen. Are y'all with me? I'm, I've got the same expectations. I'm looking for the same celebration. Amen. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Absolutely not. People change. The world changes. Men, but God don't change. You know what our problem is today? You know what our problem is? S-I-N. Y'all know that. The sin. I didn't say sins. That's Sins are a result of the sin. Sin's the nature. And that's the nature that's got to be dealt with. It's got to be killed, crucified, put to death. So sins don't rule our life. I'm glad I'm not on the domination. Amen. The dominion. I'm not on the dominion, rather, of sin no longer. Sins is the problem. Follow, follow them letters. You can find out. Starts out with selfishness. Look at S. Starts out with selfishness, ends up with sin, ends up with sickness, ends up with sorrow, always ends up with death, and saying no to God, saying no. But the S and the N ain't the problem. That ain't the problem. See, we change too much, church. Well, sin's our problem. Are y'all following? It's the world's problem. If the world's gonna walk with, if anybody that's in the world is gonna ever walk with God, there has to be a cutting out and a putting in. There has to be a grafting. Are y'all following me? Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me for the life of child I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Y'all know that? Galatians 2.20. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God for if righteousness come by the law, Christ is dead in vain. Hey, Amen. I can't live it. God does it for me. But he says over in Galatians 6.14, God forbid that I should glory, saving the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world was crucified unto me. And I to the world. That means I was separate. world was separated and I was separated. I was cut out and torn. Are y'all following me? There has to be. Has to be a, I, there has to be a lining up with God's will. People, the people change. Our people's definition of sin changes. They, they, they don't call adultery adultery no more. They call it an affair. They don't call fornication fornication no more. It's just dating about it, amen, amen, <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah, the world calls it blunder, God calls it blindness, amen, the world calls it a weakness, God calls it wickedness, that's what God calls it, wickedness, the S ain't the problem, the N ain't the problem, it's what's in the middle, it's the problem, it's the I, 
Eric, you better watch everything with I in the middle. Help me, Lord, thank you, Lord. Lie, L-I-E, pride, P-R-I-D-E. You better watch everything with I in the middle. Amen. I'll tell you what, there needs to be a substitution. Take out the I, replace it with the O, cause he's the only conqueror for the S-I-N is the S-O-N. <laughs> are, are y'all with me? I'm just having time today. I'm telling you, the problem is the I needs to be substituted. An O needs to be put in its place. Son, living in me, helps me to walk in harmony. Are y'all following me? Christ in me, the hope of glory. There has to be harmony in the wall, brother Jeremy. Hallelujah. I have to be the one that does the changing. I was thinking the other day, I wrote it somewhere in my Bible on the side notes. Don't remember where it was now. I'd go find it. I don't remember where it was. I was looking for it earlier. I remember writing in the side margin of my Bible. We're the building of God. We're the bride of God. We're the body of God. Church, Ephesians pretty much nails it down. If we're the building, we ain't got no business holding up nothing but truth. We ain't got no business standing on nothing but truth. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews chapter number 11. Y'all think about it. Abel worshiped in faith. Enoch walked in faith. We worship in faith. We walk in faith. If we do anything, and we ought to be, not sideliners, hey man, but we ought to be on the field, a soldier in this fight. 